What a great time to be a Giant, be a fan of the Giants. Like we have something going here. We're building something special, and you know you can see it from the outside and inside. It's even more beautiful. Reflecting on everything that got me here, just to see that uniform, and you know I, I watched. That's the team I watched the most growing up because my dad was a Giants fan. So once a Giant, always a Giant. For me, it's only a Giant. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of All In with Art Stapleton, a New York Giants podcast brought to you by NorthJersey.com and The Record. I am your host, Art Stapleton, and this is sort of the bye week between the preseason and the regular season, but it's on for Big Blue. Week one is on the horizon. The preseason is over. Labor Day weekend is upon us. And the New York Giants have begun preparations for the Dallas Cowboys, September 10th, Sunday Night Football, in a game that will certainly send a message for either team in the NFC East when you consider the Giants were 0-4 in the regular season to Dallas and Philly, and then they lost their playoff game, obviously, that ended their season to Philly. An 0-5 total to the two teams in front of them in the division. That has to change this year, and it starts Giants-Cowboys in Week 1. We'll obviously dive more into that next week. This was a busy week. The initial 53 roster was set. Joe Shane not only made a trade last week to bring Isaiah Simmons aboard, he ended up, instead of a waiver claim situation with Boogie Basham, the outside linebacker slash defensive end from the Buffalo Bills, who Shane, by the way, had a hand in drafting in Buffalo when he was the assistant general manager. Basham comes in, uh, and I think the Giants felt as though if Basham was released in Buffalo, waived, that they would have no chance at getting him because they were so far down in the waiver priority list at 26, which is the same draft order for the first three weeks of the season as what took place in the spring. Now, some of you may say, well, the Giants picked 25th. What happened? Well, not only did they move up a spot to get Deontay Banks, but Miami did not have a first-round pick. So that was a big difference. Uh, That was the reason for their 25th rather than 26th back in April. On today's show, my one-on-one with Wandell Robinson, second-year pro. It's been a grueling eight months for him coming back from his ACL surgery. He'll take you inside that process. He's off the physically unable to perform list and on the field practicing with the Giants. Still not sure if we're going to see him week one against the Cowboys, but you've got to understand Wandell's situation I know there was some talk that maybe they should have kept Wandell on pup because they would have had to, they could have used the roster spot. But what the Giants are telling you is that by taking Wandell off of pup, not only did he pass his physical, but that they believe his time frame between now and getting back on the field for game action is within that four week window. So under that four week window. So if Wondell Robinson can come back in week three, then they will have made the right move to not put him on pup for the first four games of the season. 
Now, Wandell's got a, an interesting story, obviously, uh, and I think you'll enjoy it. He talked about being back, what he sees in the offense, uh, how he feels, uh, a special tattoo that he got on his surgically repaired knee. He talks about that. If you haven't seen the photo, I have a photo that I will put out with this podcast of the tattoo. Uh, and I think it's a really cool story. Uh, in the past, I've written about Wandell and his father, Dale, who spent years in prison and how it affected Wandell growing up. He talks about that a little bit and how his dad was an emotional support for him throughout this process and recovery. So without further ado, let's get to the interview with Wandell, and then I'll be back to wrap the show, talk a little bit about the roster, and see what we've got heading into next week. Uh, so let's go to the Giants locker room, apologize for some of the noise in the background, but when you're in a locker room, it's going to sound like a locker room. But I was at Wandell's locker, and here's our interview. All right, here at Wandell Robinson's locker, and it has been, uh, it's been nine months for yeah. you? Uh, a long nine months? Eight, and we'll be nine in, what, three days after the Dallas game. September 13th will be nine. Um, so a little over eight, but feeling good. Yeah, feeling good. Uh, what, what's this week been like? I mean, I know you've been zeroing in on this mm-hmm. week, but to finally get the call that you were cleared, yeah. and, and then tell me a little bit about what the last couple of days have felt like out there. Um, big kind of a, a relief for real um, basically just kind of getting back out there with Daniel getting back out there with the guys um, having a helmet on having the shoulder pads on um, just getting back in the groove of just playing football and stuff obviously it's been quite some time since I've been out there with the guys and practicing and doing just the everyday things so um, it's just really nice to be back out there with them now I said to you the other day and obviously I do know the rules but you know the rules too yeah. I mean once you got here to camp yeah. there was really no way for you to throw with Daniel even yeah. if you were stationary uh-huh. or whatever yeah. so you you, you took the trip to Charlotte, right, when you guys went? Yep. What, what was that like? Because that was really the first time that you were actually had kind of a little bit of freedom for yeah. yourself to kind of work out with them. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was a really good time. i say a lot of us were down there, um, most of the receivers, most of the tight ends. So um, just having a lot of fun down there, just building the camaraderie and um, obviously me being able to get to be with DJ, knowing that I wasn't going to be able to spend too much time with him during camp. So um, just trying to make up for all the lost time. What is that like when you have timing with a guy and then you don't throw with a guy for a while. Does it come right back? Is it like the, yeah. that whole cliche of riding a bike? Or Yeah, it definitely does come back. I say just off the probably the three days that we've been throwing. Um, I mean, you can definitely, I can definitely tell that we're, we're getting it back together and uh, it's going to continue to keep growing. So, Unfortunately, this, this locker room has had guys who have gone through ACLs yeah. the last couple of years. For you, for your process, can you describe just the emotionally? I mean, was it a roller coaster? How, how did you deal with it? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a roller coaster. Um, never in my life had I been injured. So, really, from that like first month through the probably the first four or five, um, I was kind of in a really bad place, um, just kind of down. But every day, just kind of keeping, kind of trying to keep pushing ahead and um, just doing what I can to continue to get better. But just kind of making sure that I see the light in the tunnel. And my dad was kind of a really good, good voice for me, and just making sure that I kept 
getting my head on straight, even though there was days that I was coming in here lonely and um, just making sure that I got to do what I got to do, though. In what way did, did your dad help you? What kind of advice did he give you? Should I mean, um, if you know his story, I mean, he had to, he had to spend quite some time by himself. And um, at the end of the day, it's just kind of like he had to go through that, and I know I can get through this. Um, he had to spend eight-plus years in federal prison, and whereas I only got to spend eight months away from football. So um, I know at the end of the day I can get through it all, and um, everything happens for a reason. That's what he always was harping on me, and um, so I was just always just trying to keep pushing ahead. Now, you, from what you've seen, I've only known you since you've gotten here, you know, a year plus ago. Mm -hmm. um, you're always a smile on your face. You, yeah. You're a happy-go-lucky guy. Did yeah. it test kind of corners of your personality that you didn't anticipate? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, there was times even some of the trainers and stuff, they just kind of, where, where's that smile at? And uh, I didn't really feel like giving one just because I just knew the situation I was in. And um, I just wasn't ready to, to face it and sometimes like that. So um, definitely tested me a lot, but I feel like I'm in a really, really good place right now. Uh, I know I asked you the other day to go back. And I know it's painful to go back, mm -hmm. but I would imagine, you know, you've had to kind of relive everything that you went through. If you go back to that day, I mean, how you have the game of your career that yeah. was the game you've been waiting for and then you have to deal with yeah. the consequences afterwards how much have you gone back and watched that game at all oh yeah I've definitely watched it um, I mean there's even been like some meetings where we're watching practice and I'm just like you know what I just want to watch the game and um, there'll be clips that we'll throw up of the game and I'm just kind of like dang um, I wish there was something I could have done different on that play or what, whatever it may have been but like I said my dad always told me everything happens for a reason and um, this is going to make me better now when you look forward to this week and, and this offense, you've had a kind of a, a front row seat to seeing how this offense has come together. Yeah. Unfortunately, you, you had to use the yeah. ticket. You couldn't be involved uh -huh. until this week. Yeah. What have you seen? How has this offense evolved? What do you like about it? What do you like about some of your new teammates? I mean, we can just all do a lot of different things. I feel like, especially in our receiver room, we all bring something that we all do really well. Um, we can all learn from each other, and um, we're a really selfless group, too. Nobody's getting mad at each other other everybody's just wants everybody to succeed and um, we want the best for each other so um, I mean everybody's just doing really well everybody's on the same page everybody can play all different positions which makes us really really dangerous being able to interchange guys and move everybody around um, and we all have lots of speed all can run routes and so it's it's been a really good really good off season this season so. when guys are coming in I mean it's only natural you know you're paying attention to who's coming in skill sets I mean Paris comes in Darren yeah. comes in guys are re-signed are there times where Wondell Robinson looks at it and says, okay, where do I fit? Oh, yeah, well, especially whenever we were signing some of the guys, I'm just like, dang, where am I fitting? Um, but luckily, talking to Joe, Brandon, and Dave's, um, I mean, every, they have a plan with everything, so um, I, I trust them, and I know they know exactly what they're doing, and uh, I have no, no hard feelings towards anybody. We all want to succeed, and we all just want to win football games, so. Sure, I mean, but you're a competitor. I mean, oh, yeah. you want to get out there, but uh, it's, you know, kind of talk to Shep a little definitely. bit about that this summer. You, know, you want to go out there and compete, but they've got that plan for you. You yeah. have your plan. Does it test your patience? Is that the biggest thing? Uh, yeah, definitely. I would say so. Especially, like I said, for a guy, I've never missed time. and um, I can go out there and practice whenever. I can go out there and play as many snaps as I need to. Um, it'll definitely be getting, getting used to, especially with the little snap counts probably at the beginning of the year. So, When you went back out there this week, what were the things that you were looking for that you needed to, to see to kind of be like, all right, yeah. I, I've made that hurdle now? Um, really just kind of starting getting my hand, getting hands put on me. Um, I've done all the routes on air and stuff, so um, at that point, I'm, I'm fine with running the routes just on air, and I just need somebody in front of me so I can get some different looks and um, just actually have to change my plan up whenever I'm out there on the field, and I just have a set plan 
all about on Monday. So that was kind of yesterday, right? I mean, I, or a little bit yeah, on so, Tuesday, right? Yeah, Tuesday was more just kind of routes on there, just kind of getting my feet back under me, and then um, the rest of the days is just kind of get your hands dirty a little bit and see what you can do. So. What were some of those like? Because uh, you got a bunch of young, yeah. you know, new guys here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's definitely nice, especially I haven't gone against a lot of the guys since, what, last October, November. Um, so it's really nice to get back out there with them and be able to work my skills a little bit. So when you say what you bring to the table, how, what, what's your confidence level at? What do you what do you think your game brings right now? Um, I mean, I think at the end of the day, the quickness and um, my run-after catchability and just those things that I do really well um, with the ball in my hands. I think all of us do really do really well with the ball in our hands, and um, I feel like we can all get open as well. Uh, I would imagine. I mean, you've been counting the minutes down, and I talked to you the other day about your new tattoo mm-hmm. on your on your knee, your surgically repaired knee. T- take me through that process a little bit. When did you decide you wanted to do something? Um, well, I had really, I knew that I kind of wanted to do something. Once they told me I was going to have surgery, and I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to like this big old scar that I probably have on my knee, so let's cover it. But um, luckily, you can't even tell I have a scar down there. Right. Um, but, yeah, so um, just kind of going through and just saw an idea, and me and my dad were talking, and like everything takes time. And um, so I just felt like the representation of 1213, the day I had surgery, um, the day I started the healing process for, for us, we don't like to say, you know, I'm, I tore my ACL. I like to say I'm repairing my ACL and just recovering and things like that, speaking positive um, affirmations into existence and things like that. So um, I mean, he's just like, he's a big part of it too, but um, just every step of the way, and it's a process. So. It's a, and now it's a broken clock, but also it's a ladder kind of leading up to it, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a broken clock with, uh, with the ladder. And so just each step of the way, just, you know, um, having to progress and just fight through adversity and uh, get through a lot of things. Who came up with the, 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 the design? Well, so I saw like a picture sent it to my tattoo artist and he was like, let me just work on it. And um, he kind of, whenever we got on my leg and he just started playing around and I was like, yeah, I like that. And so <laughs> then we went, he went ahead and started inking it up and uh, I turned out, I, I loved it. So uh, I got to finish the rest of my leg too. I got to get some stuff around it. So um, any ideas cool. with that? No, nah, not yet, not yet, but it'll all be meaningful though. How long did you have to wait until after you, you got it? Um, I think it was around three, four months. Um, yeah, I just wanted to make sure that there was there was no chance that the scar could slip open or anything. So, um, but yeah, it was all good. So now you talk patience. You have that opening night, and I know you said this week you're gonna take it one day one day at a time and mm-hmm. play the process out. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be hard once you're getting out there now to uh, to reel yourself in. Oh uh, yeah, I mean I definitely think it'll be hard once we're in the moment of things, but um, everything happens for a reason, and they have a purpose with all that with what they're doing with me, and um, I, I trust. Them with their plans. Wandell, welcome back, man. Yep, thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you. And thanks to Wandell Robinson for giving me a couple minutes. Very intriguing player. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see how he fits in this offense. Certainly similar roles to Paris Campbell. Uh, a little bit of Sterling Shepard, although I think Campbell and Shepard can both play on the outside uh, with Wandell inside. You know, it's kind of funny to see Wandell very close in the locker room to Darren Waller. Uh, you know, you have the diminutive Robinson and then Waller, who's essentially the Statue of Liberty when you compare him to other guys on this roster at 6'6". So, uh, you know, I do think Wandell has a role. I believe Joe Shane and Brian Dable have a role for him. 
So this was not a situation of bringing in guys to kind of recruit over, in a sense, Wondell Robinson. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how quickly he can get back into game action and then when he does, what his role will be uh, on this offense. So let's talk the roster a little bit. Let's go to the wide receivers. Wondell coming off pup. They keep six on the 53-man roster, the initial 53. Cole Beasley starts off on the practice squad. He has a quad injury. He's been working back. He's out working with the training staff. There's no reason to rush it at this point. You want Beasley to be healthy. Then, of course, you when you put Beasley into the mix, you have Beasley and Shepard and Campbell and Robinson all kind of working in the middle of the field. And then you have, on the outside, Darius Slayton, Isaiah Hodgins, and Jalen Hyatt. So that's kind of where the wide receiver core shapes up. Uh, I do think some of it will be a mix and match every week to see who gets the most targets. I would expect a lot of targets for Campbell. Had a chance to talk to him. He got two vet days uh, yesterday and today. Now going into a long weekend, he says he feels great. Uh, was going to kind of lay low this weekend, stay home, spend some time with family, and then have that opportunity uh, for next week to kind of hit the ground running. Uh, an interesting thing he told me, which I thought I would think most guys might try to pull that off at some point, he said he might come to the facility, try to get some running in, uh, because he doesn't want Tuesday to be the first day that he heads back out on the field and starts running again, especially in week one. And I thought that was interesting. Uh, I'm sure most guys will will somehow take that approach you know the other thing is you go away for the weekend and there are some guys who are staying in town a lot of the rookies said they were staying in town some guys are going on vacation this weekend you pretty much have to get back by sunday because you the coaches are not going to want to hear it if you're not back on monday mom my flight got canceled oh i couldn't do this couldn't do that we got bad weather they don't want to hear it it's week one this is your job so most of their trips if people are going out of town, start Thursday night. You've got guys who will end up leaving the facility heading right to the airport, and then they have to be back by, mon by Monday. So Sunday flights are usually the way to go. Uh, so the that's where the wide receiver room shakes out. Uh, running back, I was not surprised that they waived Jay Sean Corbin. little surprised that Corbin decided to sign with Carolina at running back and not the Giants and not come back, but he feels like he didn't get the opportunity that he earned this summer, I'm sure. That's me and my interpretation. That's not something that Corbin told me. But you heard a couple weeks ago when I had him on the show, you know, how he felt about what he was producing this summer. Uh, he was really working hard to try to become an asset on special teams. Uh, but ultimately, the Giants decided to go a certain way. Gary Brightwell uh, is healthy, was back to practicing, which is a big thing. And look, people want to talk about running backs and who's an impressive running back versus what they're doing. Gary Brightwell is on this team because of his special teams acumen. He can play special teams. He's one of the best special teams guys the Giants have. So they're not looking at him as a running back. I mean, that's the reality of it. Eric Gray is running back three on this team. So it's Saquon, Matt Breda, and Eric Gray. Brightwell's on the field 
on special teams. And if they have to turn to him, uh, it'll be in a limited role at running back. So that was that situation. Uh, quarterbacks, not a surprise. I think Tommy DeVito made it a lot closer to him being on the 53-man roster than even I anticipated. And as I tweeted earlier this week, you know, I've been as close and covered the DeVito story closer than anybody. Uh, and I would not say that he deserved to beat Tyrod Taylor out. Now, did he deserve a 53-man roster spot? You can certainly make that argument. He's had a great summer. He's developed a lot. Very few players developed from the moment they got here till now more than Tommy DeVito did. Uh, so that's a credit to DeVito. It's a credit to the coaching. Uh, quarterbacks coach Shea Tierney. Uh, offensive coordinator Mike Kafka and Brian Dable and what they've accomplished uh, with DeVito, uh, he'll be here on the practice squad. I think the Giants will take opportunities if they can elevate him and get him to the, the game day roster. I think they will uh, to get him that payday, to keep him here. He's a quarterback that you want to continue to develop. Uh, so I'm not surprised. Make sure you check out uh, Tommy took me behind the scenes of the 24 hours between getting waived and walking back into the building and re-signing with the Giants on the practice squad. I think you'll enjoy that uh, story. That's on NorthJersey.com. It's also in our newsletter. So check out the newsletter. If you have not subscribed, what are you waiting for? NorthJersey.com backslash all in, A-L-L-I-N. All you need is an email address. It is free. Helps my coverage help you. Uh, let's move along on the offensive line front. I thought Shane Lemieux won a spot last week. I think that's probably those last couple spots on the offensive line will be a work in progress depending on how things work during the year. Uh, but Lemieux, I think, earned that spot to be here. Uh, we'll see. You know, He's played pretty well when he's not focused on center and he could just play guard. So we'll see how that shakes out. I think the Giants ultimately want Joshua Zudu to be the left guard. I think they want Bredesen, Ben Bredesen to be their swing guy on the interior. Uh, I'm not sure Zudu gets the, gets the start in week one. We'll have to wait and see. And whether or not Mark Glowinski falls into that rotation competition, uh, we'll have to wait and see. John Michael Schmitz is the center. That's the way it's going to be. Uh, Andrew Thomas is, uh, you know, Mr. Silence at left tackle. Giants don't want to do anything at left tackle, but leave Andrew Thomas there and let him do his job uh, to the best of his ability, which is as one of the best left tackles in football. That's evidenced by the contract extension that Thomas got. Uh, from the Giants that will keep him in Giants blue, at least under contract in Giants blue until 2029. Now let's flip the switch. Well, we'll one more thing. We'll look at tight end. Giants brought in Tyree Jackson, uh, the tight end from the Eagles. He is now on the practice squad, and they've got three tight ends on the main roster. Darren Waller, Daniel Bellinger, and Lawrence Cager. Uh, Cager's dealing with a little bit of an ankle. I think he'll be ready to go week one. Uh, Giants want to use their tight ends. I think Bellinger uh, will excel, and that'll be thanks to the shadow of Darren Waller. 
I think as we saw the touchdown that he caught from Daniel Jones against Carolina, uh, there will be a lot of attention paid to Darren Waller, and there will be guys not only underneath, but a guy like Daniel Bellinger as a second tight end uh, will have a lot of opportunities in the passing game. Flip to the other side of the ball. I think Joe Shane, what he's telling you by keeping six defensive tackles uh, or at least defensive linemen is that they are a premium right now in this league. It's hard to find guys that you believe in and fit your system. Uh, And I think the Giants, by keeping both Jordan Riley, a seventh-round pick, and DJ Davidson, a fifth-round pick from last year, who's coming back from his ACL, uh, I think they want that depth. They saw what happened last year when you didn't have depth. So the top four guys are as good as any collection in the league. Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, Ashawn Robinson, and Nacho. Raheem Nunez-Roches. Uh I think you add in Riley and Davidson, it'll be very interesting to see how the Giants decide are all guys up every week, one guy down on inactives, uh, and how that works out. And obviously health will play a big role, especially for Ashawn and Nacho, since they've dealt with injuries coming into this season. Uh, and Nacho missed a lot of time this summer. Ashawn was coming back from meniscus surgery uh, in the offseason season. Uh, linebacker, inside linebacker. I think Isaiah Simmons is going to win a role on this defense. He's going to do a bunch of different stuff. Look what he did against Carolina. Everyone remembers the rush off the left side that he almost sacked, should have sacked Aaron Rodgers, and Simmons will tell you that. Uh, But he lined up on the opposite edge. He lined up in the B gap. He lined up in the A gap. Uh, He is a guy, he's a tool that, Wink Martindale is going to use next to Bobby Okereke and in sub packages. I don't think there's any question about it. The beauty of Wink's defense is that he wants opposing offenses. When that quarterback gets to the line of scrimmage and is trying to read what the defense is doing, he wants guys to look at the Giants defense and not know who's coming, not know who's dropping. And I think the Giants will mix and match. You looked against Carolina, when Kayvon Thibodeau and Aziz Ojolari dropped into coverage to kind of screw with Bryce Young's head a little bit, uh, seeing the guys when you're expecting that rush and then all of a sudden they drop into coverage and take away your inside, your quick routes, uh, that makes a big difference. So that's inside linebacker. Outside backer, I mentioned Boogie Basham. Uh, I think he'll add depth here. He may also rush a little bit on the interior. But it's Kayvon Thibodeau and Aziz Ojolari. Uh, We'll have more on those two next week, and Kayvon especially. Working on getting Kayvon on the show, so it is in the works. Kayvon and I talked about it today after practice, and we're going to try to work it out. It might not be for a couple weeks, but we may have a good show with Kayvon Thibodeau uh, coming up on All In uh, heading into his second year or in the early stages of his second year. So looking forward to that. On the back end, going to have a story coming up on the two rookie corners on the outside, Tay Banks and Trey Hawkins the third. They're locker mates next to each other. Talk to them both about kind of working with each other, developing together. It's kind of a fun story. Uh, that'll be probably the beginning of next week. 
So make sure you look for that at NorthJersey.com. I think Adoree Jackson will play in the slot in week one. I think Adoree will bounce outside and probably Trey Hawkins comes off in that situation when teams do not have a slot receiver on the field. Uh, So we'll see how they mix and match in that. But in week one, CeeDee Lamb primarily lines up in the slot for the Cowboys. So that's where you're going to find a Dory. Uh, Xavier McKinney, Jason Pennock will be your starting safeties. Little surprise that Bobby McCain made the 53. He's in the last stage of concussion protocol from that illegal blindside block from Randall Cobb. We talked to Jihad Ward about that. You know, and he said if you saw on Hard Knocks, Aaron Rodgers, the I don't even know you stuff. Ward was upset because he was defending Bobby McCain. He felt like the block was dirty by Cobb. And then he saw the Jets in the huddle kind of laughing and joking about it. Uh, so that is really what Pete, what got Ward pissed off. And uh, John Ward is one of those guys who's going to defend his teammates. He's the guy, if you walk into a back alley, Jod Ward is at the front of the line who's going to defend your guys. Uh, so that was an interesting development in the locker room this week. And uh, specialists are Graham Gano, who's one of the most reliable, if not the most reliable kicker, not named Justin Tucker, in the NFL. Uh, Casey Kreider, back for another year. Uh, Kreider is such a solid long snapper. And what he's done since he's gotten here has been very good. <coughs> and excuse me when you get to uh, Jamie Gillen it's going to be interesting how much does Gillen show early on that he can be consistent and do what the Giants need him to do not outkick his coverage uh, take advantage of his gunners and he has two good of them uh, two good ones in Nick McLeod and Jason Pinnock. So Giants punt coverage should be a lot better uh, than what it was last year, and a lot of that falls on the punter. Uh, Giants are counting on Gillen to continue to mature uh, as a punter who can put the ball down inside the 10, inside the 20. It'll be interesting to see how he develops early on. So that wraps up today's show. Again, thanks to Wandell Robinson. Hope you enjoyed the recap this week and the interview with Wandell. And everybody have a good weekend of Labor Day. It's the last weekend without football until February. So I know I'm looking to take the time with the family this weekend and enjoy it. Happy anniversary to my in-laws. And uh, we're all in. And we appreciate you being all in too. Catch you next show.